Hey, everybody. It's Monday, and here yeah. we are talking about a haunting. Why Two minutes we... late, too. Jenny yelling at me. Well, you know. I had to go get some ice. Well, like I said, it's like, I never know what he's doing, and it's just kind of like, and, and he always, like, waits until the absolute last minute, and then he's just, like, wanders off, and I don't know where he was, no, and I'm I just like. all kinds of stuff, man. Am, am I going to start the show without you? I'm or? juggling ice, ice supply, sugar. Well, you should have done that, like, a long time ago. He's trying to make a schedule for me. Well, hey, the rest of the rest of the world has to like live on a schedule. So it's like you need to learn to do that shit too. We're all prepared. What are you doing? You're just like wandering around. Okay. But yeah. So uh, yeah. So this is an episode that we talked about before, way the hell back on episode forty-seven. Yeah. I think it might have been. Um, but, you know, we liked this one a lot and we wanted to cover it again, uh, you know, because it's kind of unusual in the annals of a haunting. Plus, it has the Where's That Raccoon Dude Yeah, he's in it. actor. He's in <laughs> that's it. I had totally forgotten that he was yeah. in He's not in it much, but, you know, he's it, it's not like a star turn like uh, like the Haunting of Summerwind was. He, yeah, he, he plays the, the husband. <laughs> So he gets to be like a little bit, he gets to have like a little bit of a rant in this where yeah. he's like yelling about the... The ghost stories. Well, well he's yelling yeah. about the electric bill first. Too, and then yeah. I was just kind of like, it's, does this have anything to do with the raccoon, sir? Yeah. Because I think like it might have something to do with He's the one raccoon. of those, look, man, I don't have time for ghosts. All right? I got to work. <laughs> to be yeah. fair, I'm kind of Tell like me about what the ghost does. I got to go, go back to work. He's, he's one of those guys. But yeah, he was about just... About this uh, family that moves to Taiwan. And uh, they seem pretty credible, you know, upper class family. They go to Taiwan for some business uh, arrangement that the husband has. With what kind of, I forgot what kind of company it was. Do you remember? Um, I don't think they ever mentioned they it, really to be it. honest. Uh, if they did, I didn't write it down. Yeah. The matriarch of the family. She said that Taiwan was a lawless country. I think we laughed about that like the first time. Like, you don't know Brazil. <laughs> I was like, of all the lawless countries in the yeah. world, I'm like pretty sure Taiwan is like yeah. close to the bottom of the list. Yeah. I mean, I've never been there, but just from my own perception, it might be able to get wild. You it's know? like, <laughs> but fucking, I I grew up partially in Brazil, man, and that was a damn an anarcho tyranny. It was anarchy. All right, that was lawless there. Uh, no fucking. Taiwan. I they, just, they I just never is. imagined being. I think she, well, I think she, she just meant that it wasn't the laws she was used to. Well, I yeah, a bit, because know. I kind of feel like like you know no no hate against the people. This was a long time ago, but um, I don't know. I just I kind of feel like they they came across as a little bit prissy to me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, rich people. Well, yeah, like like they yeah. were very very used to a specific like yeah. way of life, yeah. and anything other than that, they were like, ew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like you know it. what I mean? They were kind of like that, yeah. like ew, the poor. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of came across like that to me. Maybe not. Maybe they're lovely people. I don't know. But that was just like the impression that I got. You know, yeah. I just um, I, I'm very sensitive to that because I yeah. you know I grew up like really poor and. I even went to school with, like, some people that weren't even as rich as these people, but they had that kind of, like, thing toward, like, if you live in a trailer park or you have secondhand shoes or some shit like that, they're very, ew, a poor, you know, yeah. they're very much like that. So I'm very, like, uh, alert to that kind of uh, attitude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's how these people kind of came across. Like I said, I don't know. I don't know them, but you know what I mean? I'm indifferent to everything. I don't care what other people say. No, I'm just saying, right. yeah, I don't care about it either. Yeah. It's just that you... You you recognize it. That's what I mean. You recognize yeah. that tone. Like yeah. even if people are trying to be nice to you, there's always like that little 
that hint of condescension. About, I, I just always, I, I just, you know, fucking, I went to school with people like that, you know, when I, up in Brazil, you know, the School of Graduate de São Paulo, it's the fucking most expensive high school in Brazil. President of Brazil's kids go there, and the fucking ex-king of Brazil's kids girl going there. He would have been king. His name is Luiz. I got pictures of him in my yearbook. Anyway, what's funny is that the real rich ones weren't like that. It was the ones that were kind of the more the poorer of the rich people were like that. The real rich people were like gangsters. They didn't give a shit. But um, I don't know. I'm getting off track. But I'm just saying. Yeah, what else is he? Just saying that. <laughs> it, it never it never impressed me. It was always sign of it was just another version of being parochial. That's all it was, you know. Sheltered, well, and sheltered, paro- paro- you know, parochial, and and not really exposed to anything outside of a very small sphere. So they have money and they education and sophistication, but not very much um, experience with anything, you know. So if it's outside, well, they're shielded from yeah. a lot of things yeah. in the world that a lot that most other people have to experience and yeah. have to like right. fight their way through. I well, I I remember hearing about this because I read. Uh, there's a great book called Watching the English, mm-hmm. which is written by a British woman, and she's writing about English culture as though she's like an anthropologist, you know what I mean? Um, And like talking about all their little traditions and stuff. And one of the things that she mentioned was that even though the class system is like, you know, rather prevalent in the UK, she's like people that have like a real shit ton of money are just kind of like, they just drive old beater cars. They like, they don't give a shit. They're like, it's always the people that are a tier or two down from that that are the worst because they're the ones that are aspirational and they have like things to prove to other people like look how rich I am you know what I mean like so it's that kind of thing that's basically what I said yeah so it's like you know people that have always had money and you know that they don't really have the need to like prove it to anybody it's like a burden to them they don't give a shit so it's so it's that, but like yeah. I said, I mean, you know, we kind of got far afield, but yeah. I did kind of. Well, just, people are just starting to come in anyway. Just okay. that comment that yeah. the woman made on this show about Taiwan being lawless, I just thought yeah. that was very funny. Now I think they did. I don't think they went all that into this, but I'm pretty sure they mentioned that they had moved. They're an American family, but they had moved from Tokyo, so they had been yeah. living in Tokyo. Um, and then moved to Taiwan because his job, like he got a transfer or something yeah. like that. So yeah. I don't know compared to, to compared to Japan, Taiwan is lawless. I don't really know. I it's, think Taiwan, t- Taiwan might be corrupt. Uh, there's probably things like prostitution and shit that's kind of technically illegal, but they still do it. They do that everywhere. But like they do that everywhere. Do that everywhere. Like that's no more lawless right. than any other place. Right. Well, I, I, I know that it was like. Uh, some terrorism where some guys took some people hostage, but that happens, and you know, and then they shot it out with the police. Uh, that also like happens everywhere. It happens everywhere. You know, being an American, she should be used to shit like that. That shit happens all the time here. Just it's always far away. People don't realize how people don't live here don't realize how far away all that shit is from you. You don't see it. You know, it's always in some other state. Very rarely do you see it up close. Although that pulse shooting happened up the street from us. Yeah, and we were was, actually out there. We were out there. That night. was just like two blocks away. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. But, but yeah. it just comes and goes. It's just the way it is. Zach says, I couldn't watch this one as a kid because of the big ass spiders, and I still hate it. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. Uh, a lot of tarantulas in this one. This is a good case. I think it's credible. Uh, the claims are not real, real. Um, not real outlandish. They're not real outlandish. It's a bad house, is what they're talking about. It is bad enough to where. There's a, there's an entity there of some sort, or at least it appears to be an entity, making voices. It calls the girls, and I guess it infers that it sexually assaults one of the one of the girls. 
Yeah, I wasn't sure if that's what they were implying. I mean, it it seemed like that's what they were implying. But it's like, I could just be, like, reading into it, maybe. That ghost had more than one kind of hunger. I guess so. Well, that was kind of the whole premise of the thing, was that they were kind of going into a little bit, like, in Asian cultures, I guess, they have something called hungry ghosts. I've also seen this called hungry demons, which I don't... Because when I looked it up, I was like, I never heard it called that, but maybe it's called that in other countries. It's called hungry ghosts. In Korea, they had a thing called baby ghost. Yeah. Baby ghost. Those are the babies that got thrown up on the mountains because they're discarded babies. Late-term abortion. Late-term abortion. Just throw them out. Baby which ghost. Is, yeah, yeah, which is fucked up. Yeah, but, Kim. Katusa, I was working with him. Kim, he was curled up on the ground next to me. Fucking, we were up in those mountains. And he's fucking shivering. And I, I said, it's not cold, man. He goes, scared. So what are you scared of? Baby ghost. It's like, what? Baby, baby ghost. He tried to fucking explain it. And I just let this shit fucking fly. He says, you trying to go home? He goes, yeah. He says, you want to go home? Yeah. You miss your mama, don't you? Yeah. It's just like that. You know? Later on, I told Corporal Sung about it. He says, he's talking about baby ghosts, man. What the fuck is a baby ghost? He goes, oh, baby ghost. Yeah, yeah. And he explained it to me. But uh, Corporal Sung explained it to me. Kim couldn't tell me what a baby ghost was. He just said it. He just, his English wasn't good enough at that time. But, uh, interesting story. This is the hungry ghost. Which is a, it's an it's an Asian ghost that wants something it can't get it. Somebody uh, dies in uh, a tragic situation and something was unresolved. But I think that's probably the all ghosts would have been, end up being. Well, the hungry that's what ghosts. I mean. I don't really know why. Yeah. I think just specifically what they were saying was that hungry ghosts like not only died in a violent way or there's no. unresolved issues, which like you said is probably like most ghost stories. It's all ghost stories. But yeah. I think that they were implying that these particular ghosts were mad, maybe that they were not alive anymore, and they still wanted things that they would have wanted when they were living, like food and money and things like that, because that's how you apparently try to appease them as you bring them shit like you know what i mean like you bring them a pineapple or you bring them like consider the priest coming he had a pineapple it's like here yeah. ghosts have a pineapple this yeah. is this this will sort you right out well they do it in brazil too they leave yeah. out little offerings and stuff you know in, in macumba give them some money it's like what yeah. is a ghost gonna do with money it's spiritual money they're gonna, they're they're gonna, gonna get a go to mcdonald's world. and get a fillet cigarettes. of fish cigarettes yeah i've seen that too playing cards um, chicken. Um, you know, and it'd be like a whole chicken, dead chicken in there. Um, what is it you said? A booze, like a bottle yeah. of wine there. Yeah, giving them stuff. The the money though, a lot of times it's not real money. It's like fake money, like monopoly, money. like monopoly money, kind of deal. You know, you, you little kids could buy play money. Yeah, it's like that. That's usually what, what's in there. But the food and the cigarettes are real. Yeah, I've seen that. Well, because they do that on Day of the Dead, too, don't they? Yeah, I think so. In Mexico, mm-hmm. where they leave, like, food and stuff. Food, out. cigarettes, and a chicken yeah. in a, inside a bowl. They might have some chicken blood thrown over it, depending on whatever the situation is. Each one is a different recipe. <laughs> depending on what they're trying to do. Pack of playing cards. Somebody needs to Harmonica, open, like, a ghost like diner. What's that? You know what I mean? Somebody needs to open like a ghost diner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that's kinda like the theme is that you're supposed to yeah. like like ghosts are supposed to come in there and eat. I've seen musical instruments, you know, like a harmonica or a flute or a like a a, a kid's ukulele, you know. Stuff yeah. like that in there. Yeah, Keep I've seen all that kind of stuff too. Yeah. 
but yeah, they just like leave them. So, yeah. well, like I said, it makes sense, you know. It's, it's a dead person, and it's like they're kind of still around. It's not. It's they just went through the veil, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they're still like the same person. So they'd still like the same shit, I guess. Giving them knickknacks in the spirit world to keep them uh, keep them busy. That goes all the way back to ancient Egypt. They'll go into the little tombs of pharaohs and even just workers and stuff, and they'll have little clay representations of servants and horses and clay representations of food sometimes real food you know it's like here play with this shit in here and like don't haunt us okay pictures of stuff (laughs) that becomes real in the afterlife when they need it that kind of stuff like now it's magical Mm -hmm. for sure so uh so yeah with like i said this is uh season two episode six and we did talk about this before like i said a long time ago but that was before we had a visual component like yeah. before we could make gestures at you and stuff yeah. like that. So we thought we would just revisit. Because, you know, we have a lot of episodes still that we haven't done. But, I don't know, people seem to like the older ones, like especially like the first four or five seasons. And I know we've done most of those, but... They're the iconic ones, man. Classic ones. Yeah, and I kind of feel like maybe we should be revisiting some of the ones that we did, like with our better sound and all that kind of business. Yeah. But... Now, I will say that I, there's not a lot of other um, supplemental material about this particular case. I couldn't really find anything, like, other than somebody posting on Reddit or, or some forum somewhere, like, back in 2009, asking about whatever happened to this family. But, like, nobody ever knew anything about it, so I don't really know. Uh, you know, if there's any other supplemental material. If they told their story, it didn't look like anybody would written a book about it or anything like that, so... Just telling you that right now. <laughs> they make some interesting guests, probably. Probably, I mean, you know, probably how long ago was how long ago was this show? Oh, at least fifteen years. Huh? It had to have been yeah. because yeah, if season two that was probably like a long time ago. And yeah. like I said, some of the um, some of the uh, messages that I saw about it were from way back in two thousand nine, so it must have aired mm-hmm. before that. I'd imagine. What was it? Two thousand seven, I think, was season two. Maybe. But um, apparently they're using their real names, but I guess they're the Bishop family. That's uh, their last name. So um, Dennis is the dad, and Candace was the mom. Yeah. So what ends up happening, this actually took place way the hell back in 1984. So I guess the company that Dennis worked for, it was an American company, apparently, but they had offices like all throughout Asia. And I guess prior to this, they had been living in Tokyo because I'm assuming that's where he worked before. But then he got asked to transfer to Taipei, like in Taiwan. Um, so so they go there and it's like, um, what do they call it? The Yangming Mountains? Yeah, that's where the house was. I think that's what I wrote yeah. down. And uh, yeah, he was basically like, well, it was kind of a thing where you could turn the promotion down, but if you did, they'd probably be like, well, you're fired or you're not getting more money or something like that. So he felt kind of felt the need to take it. So they moved to Taiwan. Like I said, it's Dennis and Candace. They're the mom and dad. And then they had two kids, uh, Stacy, who at the time was 16, and Marissa, who at the time was 12. Um, I will say that the girl the actress that they had playing marissa i think she was a little bit older than 12 she looked like she was but she was supposed to be 12 years old yeah i was going boy she's that girl's awful immature but then i realized that she's supposed to be 12 yeah i think the actress was a couple years older. yeah she's probably about 16 17 something like that but yeah she was playing a 12 year old 
Um, yeah, and then I wrote down Taiwan. Taiwan was lawless, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. Uh, because that I don't know. That was just something that. Well, like, I know what they're talking about. Stood you know. out to me. My family was doing the same kind of thing, you know, going to Brazil for business. And a lot of my peers, their families, were kind of like that because this was a long time ago in the 80s. People weren't, they didn't have YouTube. They weren't really sure what other countries were like. So there's anxiety going to work in a foreign country. It's different over there. Hey, you know, they don't have the same laws we have. Oh, this shit's wild, you know. That's, that's the attitude. Oh, is it safe to raise our kids there? Do yeah. they have VCRs? Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> Referring back to something I was talking about on Friday. What happens if they smoke weed over there? You know, just that kind of shit. Scandalous. Yeah. Sure. What if things aren't illegal? <laughs> what if I see hookers yeah. walking around? Because yeah. I was going to the nightclubs at fucking 15. That was, you know, you could drink at 15 in Brazil. Technically illegal. I think 18 was, but it, nothing is enforced. It is, it is anarchy. Which is good. I love it. I love anarchy. Just watch your step. They fucking shoot each other over there. Well, I mean, you know, that's yeah. not great. It just happens. They do that here. Well, yeah, I know they do. Yeah. All that wild shit you see on YouTube, the weird shootings, most of that's Brazil. Zach says, will I have to use a squat toilet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am kind of feel like that's sort of where I draw the line, gonna yeah. say. Get a real toilet, countries, okay? Seriously. <laughs> No, <laughs> it's like we've had we've had this technology for several centuries at this point. Get your shit together. Um, but yeah, so uh, so they'd moved in Tokyo. Now they moved to this place. Now the the company, I like I said, I don't know what corporation this was, but it apparently was like super like fancy as fuck because they're like, oh, we have this company house that we let like the executives live in. Like the guy that had lived there before, I guess he didn't work there anymore or whatever. So he had fucked off. But I don't know what the actual house looked like because obviously they have like different ones like on the show. But the one they showed on the show was like a fucking, that was like a fucking palace, man. It was like a big, huge, like it was, there was a bunch of land around it. Like it was like right at the base of the mountains. And it was this massive white, it didn't even really look like a house, to be honest with you. It kind of looked like a bank building or something. Yeah, that's the way houses looked in Korea. Rich, well, yeah, rich that's houses what I'm saying. look like that. And it was all glass, like, yeah. on the front and everything like that. So, but, yeah, so they they get that. And they even have, they even have like, a driver. They have, like, a limo and a driver yeah. and all that, which I'm assuming the company paid for as well, which, you know, that's, that's crazy. So they go to this house, and... The dad and the and the daughters are all pretty jazzed about it because they're like, holy shit, like, look at this amazing place, blah, blah, blah. But Candace, the mom, she said that she had a bad feeling about the place. Like, before, it looked like before she'd even, like, walked inside. Like, everybody else was, like, running inside going, holy shit, look at this place, blah, blah, blah. But then she's, like, standing out on the front porch, like, not going in. She's like, ooh, I'm, like, I've got a weird feeling about this. And then she said... That before she even walked in, she felt what felt like a fist, like, slamming hard into her back, like, and, like, knocking her over. Like, she didn't fall over, but, like, you know, knocked her off balance, pretty much. So. She felt like something pushed her. Yeah, like, something shoved her, like, right. with their with their fists. And at this point, she's just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, it felt like something pushed me. And then, like, her husband was like, where is that raccoon? But not really. It's the same actor. That's why I keep saying that. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, she goes in, and she's immediately, I don't like this place. Like, I, uh, 
the actress, the way that she was saying it, like, because she said it a bunch of times, like, through the episode, the actress was just, like, her inflection was just, like, very amusing to me. I don't like this place. Like, she was, she sounded very, like, whiny. Yeah. But, so it's, like, so it kept, like, making me laugh, like, every time she said yeah. it. I don't like this place. I don't like this house. Um, now, I... In her defense, though, I mean, yeah, like, it sounded like a ghost, like, punched her in the kidneys or whatever. But when they go in there, like, when the um, estate agent or whoever the fuck is, like, showing them the house, they said, like, the walls, and, and this is, like, a massive, it looks like a show place. It's, like, this big palace or something like that. I don't know what the real house looked like. But they go in there, and the walls are, like, kind of, like, fucking moldy, like, discolored and shit. And they're like, um, you guys have problems with, like, rain, like, leaking through the roof or some shit like that? Because this is not acceptable right here, like, especially as fancy as yeah, this fucking house Yeah, what they're talking is. about is that in a lot of countries, the, uh, the entire house, the walls are made out of concrete. Concrete blocks, and then there's cement over them, and then they're painted. Real solid constructions. You don't really need air conditioning either. They stay nice and cool. So that's, well, water, if, they're, if, the, if the roof is leaking it can kind of travel down through the cement and you can see mold growing on the cement and, that and it'll come like out through the paint happening. and everything. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty common if there's cracks or if there's a leak in there, you know, the, the leaky pipes inside the concrete walls, it'll eventually make its way to the surface. I've seen it before. It's a nice house, but like it's a very Eastern house one they showed in the, in the, uh, in the series or yeah, in, in the, in the episode. And Jenny's right. It's it wasn't a Western layout. It was an Eastern layout, and it does kind of, to a Westerner, look like an office building. Um, but it's because wealthy families in in the East like that are going to be extended families. So the owner of the house is going to have his mom and possibly his dad living in there with his wife and his kids, and so it's kind of like a series of apartments in, inside the house is what it's like. Which, yeah, that makes with, sense. With, like, a central part that looks like the center part of a damn office building. Yeah, like a hotel lobby Like a hotel lobby. Yes, yeah, so that's that's kind of, that's kind a good way to describe it. Some of them are laid out kind of like hotels with lobbies and shit. Yeah. Zach says, it looked like the kind of house a Tony Montana-type drug lord thinks is the house a rich person lives in. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's very astute. That is that is what it looked like. Uh, but I actually kind of liked the architecture of yeah. wherever this house was. Yeah, I don't know where they filmed this. I mean... I don't know if they would actually spend the money to, like, fly to fucking Taiwan and, like, film a house that was... But it did kind of look like a house, like a rich people's house from over there. Yeah. It looked like a Korean house to me, or a rich Korean house out in the country is what it looked like. So maybe that's what they did. It maybe. maybe might have been Korea. Maybe. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I, like I said, I don't know what their budget is for this kind of shit. But, yeah, so they go in and, like, the walls are kind of fucked up. And, uh, you know, the, the estate agent lady is just kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 well... It's been, like, a really bad rainy season, and we'll, we'll get that, like, fixed and all this other kind of shit. And I'm just like, yeah, you better. But, you know, at, at this point, Candace is still like, I don't like this house. I don't like this house, she keeps saying. So Dennis is like, okay, um, so you don't like this place. So how about, he's like, do you want to look for another house? And she's like, yes, please. So Dennis says that they spent the next two weeks looking at dozens of other houses, like, all around the area. So he did actually, like, listen to her that she didn't like the place. But like I said, there was other shit wrong with it, like, other than her getting punched in the back by a ghost or whatever. So he said, 
and I don't I don't know exactly what this entails, but he said that they looked for a whole bunch of houses like over two weeks, dozens of houses, he said, but none of them were as good or as appropriate or whatever the hell. I don't so I don't know what was wrong with the other ones, but somehow they ended up at this particular one, which, like I said, was the company owned house. So that's where they ended up. And Candace was just like, well, you know, this is best for her husband, and he's the one that's working and bringing in all the money, so she's just got to, like, fucking suck it up. He's the bloke. Yeah, uh, basically. She didn't like it, but what are you going to do? So, uh, so yeah, so they did that. Now, like I said, they also have a limo, which takes everybody around, and they have a guy that works for them who's, like, their driver, and I think they said his name was um, Aching or Achong, I can't remember what his name was. I wrote it down, but um, my handwriting is fucked up. Because I was like, I was writing it right I Ching. His name is I Ching. Or, so, or something like that. So the first thing that happens is that Candace and one of the daughters, I can't remember which one, are unpacking, like, in the kitchen or whatever. And they hear something in the cabinet. Like, <laughs> um, So they go in there and they're like, gee, I wonder what that is. So they open the door and then, like, you see, like, inside the cabinet cam... And there's, like, a box of tea in there, and there's a big-ass fucking tarantula. Like, but it's, like, not paranormal, but it's still, like, kind of alarming, I guess. So there's a big-ass tarantula. So obviously they're just like, holy fucking shit, there's a big-ass tarantula. So they call the driver guy, and he chases it with a shovel, which I thought was very funny. So yeah. he's just, like, chasing it through the house. So he's chasing the spider through the house, and the spider is legit making, like... A lot of noise, like yeah. way more noise than a tarantula would actually make. Like it it's almost making vocalizations. That's what shit. I mean. It was like a yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure tarantulas don't make Spiders that noise. Spiders do not vocalize. No, I'm pretty sure no. they don't. Um, so, <laughs> so I just thought that was funny that he was just like going around like with the shovel, like looking for this fucking spider. You know what I mean? Um, and then, so then finally he hears like, and he's just like, "There you are, you motherfucker!" And it's like up on the wall, and he's just like, "Papow!" And he like hits it with the shovel. And then he comes down with the spider corpse or whatever, like, in a big bag or a pillowcase or whatever. And then he tells the family, yeah, I got the, I got him. And then he says, oh, well, if we saw this one, then there's probably another one because spiders mate for life and they always travel in pairs. And I said, to me, that sounds like some bullshit right there. So I actually looked it up earlier today because I said that doesn't, uh, that doesn't sound right. Um, they don't. But, well, because one of the reasons for that is because female tarantulas can live up to 25 years. Male tarantulas only live seven or eight years. Mm -hmm. Male tarantulas, um, when they're ready to mate, will go over to the female tarantula's house or her little burrow and will kind of, like, knock on her little web or a door like, hey, um, sex, please. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the female tarantula will open the door and be like, mm, all, all right, I'll allow it. And then if she's hungry afterward, then she'll eat him. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of spiders do that. So yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah, tarantulas aren't the only spiders that do that. But um, it's that, not. It's not. You know, dude is not aware of this. You know, so I'm a, <laughs> don't think that this is like. Yeah, I'm gonna go over there and get this done and just let her eat me. That's not. That's not. What it, is. <laughs> it according to according to memory, if memory serves, the whole thing is kind of like when they insert their little packet in there because they don't even copulate. He just pulls out his fucking packet of fucking seed and puts it up in her and fucking inserts it. And evidently, just the act so it's of like that, It's like putting a package in a mailbox. Yeah, like putting a package <laughs> in a mailbox. It's not real romantic, but they got the shit worked out 
to where that shit is so intense for the fucking sp- the male spider that he he's out of it. His, it's ringing his bell. He's like, oh shit, that was good. <laughs> and, and, and so he there's, in a moment of weakness, she can make a move on him and kill him. Yeah, but she doesn't always do it. No, she doesn't always. She doesn't always do it. Um, Sometimes she's like, mm, I will let you live. Yeah, and then and then he snaps out of it and goes, oh, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and you know, mission accomplished, man. Let's get out. <laughs> Package delivered. Yeah, but I guess there's got to be some kind of a reward for the spider to put the package in the mail. Right, that's what I'm saying. So because that, otherwise, why would they why do it? He's like, fuck that, I'm just going to stay I'm home. I'm just going to stay home. I'm going to stay home and like order right. pizza and just hang out and watch Spider TV. Yeah. Because I'm not going over to that bitch's house. She might eat me. So he just busts a nut by just putting it in there with his paw. <laughs> and he's like, oh shit, that shit was so hot. <laughs> Damn, did you see it? Did you see it? Oh man, he's fucking he's losing it, you know. Oh man, that was hot. <laughs> Please tell me that somebody makes tarantula porn somewhere. I'm sure somebody does. It's the internet. He's taking a selfie while he's doing it. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Get the angle right, get the angle right. You see it? And he's smiling in the camera while he's putting it. With one. And then he fucking loses it. Oh, on the camera. <laughs> oh my god. That is like so fucking funny. I know, I just I got so distracted by the tarantulas. I, I actually quite like spiders, but um I just I thought hate those things. I just thought the whole thing was so funny, like thinking about because when he comes down and he's all authoritative, oh well there's gonna be another one in the house because spiders travel in pairs. I'm like, you sir are mistaken, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I'm gonna look that up though, so I did. Now I know I realize that there's lots of other species of tarantulas. I mean, a tarantula is not just one thing, but like like you said, I had heard of other spiders. I'm like, usually the females eat the males, like a lot of times. Yeah, the, the males are trying to get away though, and a lot of times they do get away. Right. Yeah, they don't always. They don't but always, yeah, yeah, that's kind of a pretty common. thing. It's just dangerous because they eat each other. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's why the um, the female spiders live much. Yeah, and much the females longer. are usually bigger than the males, so you know, yeah. would, they do probably go the other way around if if. If the if the male was bigger than the female, he'd probably impregnate her and then eat her too. You know, yeah. they're, they're spiders. They're like, hey, free food. But, yeah, but they they've ensured that the male is smaller, so she Sex survives. Sex and a snack. Because if in he was one. bigger, the females would not survive, and the species would vanish. So they made sure the males are smaller, so they can't eat the female, but the female can eat them. Yeah, and sometimes she does. That's her yeah. prerogative, man. Yeah. She's a spider. That goblin said, oh, good, I came in on tarantula porn. <laughs> yeah, tarantulas eat. Sorry. I mean, there are a lot of tarantulas in this episode, so we got distracted. Yeah. And they, they, I mean, in, in our defense, they did bring it up with that whole mate for life thing, which, yeah. like I said, so I did look not it true. up because that's that's not true. As soon as they said that, I looked at Jenny and go, I was like, that's true, that can't be. I was like, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm pretty, insect, I'm pretty sure. Our, arthropods and insects aren't like that. They don't usually do that kind of shit. I mean, some other animals do, but uh, spiders, I don't think so. So, uh, so yeah. So, both of the daughters uh, start school, and Dennis starts his new job. So, Candace, as in many of these episodes, gets left alone in the house. Oh, the poor ladies always left alone in the house while dad's at work and the kids are at school and just always there alone. And I wrote in my notes, ooh, limo. Um, I guess because... Because they had that scene where it's like, oh, the kids are going to school and they get in the back of a limo. I was like, oh, it must be nice. Okay. That's not really a big deal when you're uh, working for a company. Well, overseas. I know that, but I'm just saying that it's like, I mean, for me, it would be a big deal. Usually, usually what the deal is, is that they can't send the kids on public transportation because it's buses and they stick out like a sore thumb. They'll rob them or fucking, you know, hassle them. So they have to be driven to school. I mean, 
some of these schools don't have school buses so the company has a driver and they drive the kids to school in a company car that's usually how the shit goes down not really a chauffeur as you would know. He's not at the beck and call at any moment. He's just on a schedule. There was a lot of that in Brazil. Yeah, he's like, I'm not driving right. you to fucking Hooters, okay? Right, it's not like that. It's just that they're going to make sure. They're just trying to keep the employees' families happy. Now you'd be like, well, well, that's a big expense. No, no, not in those countries. That dude's a minimum wage level, a little bit above minimum wage, actually, because um, he has to have a driver's license. He'd probably think it's a pretty good job, but um, in U.S. dollars, a dude's probably making about 200, 250 bucks a week. That's 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 probably, and which would you could live okay okay on that, you know. But that's those big companies. No, that's nothing for them. Well, no, I'm just saying that yeah. it's like obviously the way I grew up, that would that's like a big deal because I didn't know anybody that had that kind of shit. Yeah, when I, when I went to high school in Brazil, well, they were did, all like I, that. Well, I know you pretty did, much, but, but my school had a bus, so most people just took the, took the bus. School had we had a whole fleet of buses. God, I hated the bus. I always but I always I love the bus. Man. I always made a fucking relative oh, take me to school because I, I love the bus. I didn't want to go on the fucking bus. That school school bus was not a fucking. It wasn't a bus like a yellow school bus. It wasn't like that. Well, yeah, that's it what was I got like started. a uh, like a tour bus, you know, what I mean, or like a Greyhound style bus with sliding windows. And we get in the back, we'd smoke weed or smoke cigarettes, listen to fucking headphones, and it was never really full. You know what I mean? They didn't have that many students each bus. It was fun. It was a party school. Well, like I said, it was um, party school. Other other people didn't have that same experience. Yeah, so. Not no. fu- not fun for the rest of us. Oh, we loved it. Loved so uh, so yeah. So Candace, like I said, home by herself. Kids are at school. Uh, Dennis at work. So the first thing she said. Now I guess this was kind of like a bigger deal than the way she described it. But she said that she's unpacking again, and she started seeing like weird flashes of light or like orbs of light like out of the corner of her vision like she keeps seeing this weird shit and it's like it was weird enough i guess that she would see it and then she'd be like what the fuck was that and then like go into another room like to check out what it was but there was never anything there um and she's like and whenever i would turn to like to look at it like it wasn't there like i said so it sounds like it's not that big a deal but she was acting like it was a big deal so it must have been like pretty fucking weird but it was like lights she was seeing so she wasn't sure what to do, so she tried to call Dennis at work, but I guess, like, he wouldn't answer. And then she was like, you know, fuck this, I'm not going to tell anybody about it, because maybe everybody will think I'm nuts or something. Now, a few nights after this, Marissa, who, I, he's, she's the younger daughter, right? She was 12. So she's sitting at the dining room table, like, doing her homework or whatever. And she thinks that she sees somebody out the window, like, out in the yard, like walking by the window. So her sister Stacy comes down and she's like, Hey, I'm pretty sure I just saw somebody out the window. And Stacy looks out there, but she doesn't see anybody. And then Marissa came on because they had both the daughters on there, like, uh, you know, they're grown, obviously, but they were both on there talking. And Marissa said that she, like her mom, she often saw things out of the corner of her eye um, and couldn't really explain what they were, like weird lights or shadows or something like that. That was kind of like the first thing they saw. And also she said she heard kind of like weird noises, I suppose. So one thing they had to do because of the tarantula problem was that before you went to bed, I just, and I kind of related to this really hard because <laughs> in some houses I grew up in, I was like, well, you always had to do like a cockroach check. 
like before you went to sleep. So that's what she did. Um, she would do a spider check, like in her room, making sure there's no fucking tarantulas like under the pillow or anything like that. So at this stage, Stacy, who's the older daughter, she's in her room and she's like sitting in her bed, like reading a book or whatever. And she said that she started hearing footsteps walking into her room. She said she heard it very, very clearly as though somebody like creaking, like walking into her room, but obviously she didn't see anybody. And then she hears a voice whispering her name in her ear. And the way they had it, as I guess it was a male voice. I'm assuming that's what they did on the show. She didn't say that specifically. Oh, my phone's ringing. Shit, hopefully that's not anything like important. I but, can't um, see the phone. It's right there. What does it say on it? I don't see anything. It's right there. It's right there. Right there. Right there. Oh, well, I missed it. <laughs> I missed it. I don't know who that was. I mean, it's kind of late, so I don't know who that. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. It's a it's a local number, but I don't know who that is. Um. Okay. So where was I? So yeah. So she hears footsteps like coming into her room, but doesn't see anybody. And then hears somebody whispering in her ear. Now again, she doesn't tell anybody either. So. I kind of feel like the mom and the daughters are experiencing things like separately, but didn't tell each other, which is kind of common on these episodes. They start, you know, because you, you see or hear something like that and they're just like, well, maybe it's just me. Like maybe I'm losing my mind or something like that. So you don't tell anybody because they would think you were not. So they wouldn't listen or something like that. So, uh, at this point, the rainy season in, uh, Taiwan has started again. And, uh, you know, like we figured before the house leaks. So basically, water is just running down the fucking walls. And Candace, the real Candace, she says on there, well, the light switches in the house were not grounded. So basically, we had to have broom handles, like, all around so you could turn the lights on and off, like, from the switch. Because if you touch the switch, you would electrocute yourself because, like, the fucking walls are wet and they and nothing was grounded. So she's just like, you know what I mean? There's, like, fucking sparks everywhere, which is crazy. Um... So she's basically like, this is such bullshit. I'm like, I agree. That's bullshit. I mean, if that was the company was paying for that house or was like, you know, giving you a deal on that house or something like that, like fix that shit. Holy crap. That's like unacceptable. They got that shit on the fucking, on the slick. Probably. It's how the company, the company got a great deal on it because it was crooked. Well, I mean, they did kind of go into that yeah. a little bit later. I don't know if the, if any of the stuff they said about it was true or not, but you know what I mean? Um, so at this point, uh, the dad, you know, the, the where's that raccoon guy, he's yelling at the mom and the daughters because their electric bill is $1,100. A month. Yeah, like this month, it was like $1,100. And he's like, what the fuck? Where is that raccoon? Like, why is this $1,100? And they're like, bro, we don't know. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> Talk to your company about fixing this fucking... We got water fucking running down yeah. our walls and, like, electrocuting us and stuff when we try to turn the lights on. So don't talk to us about an $1,100 electric bill, motherfucker. I'm just saying. So they don't really know, like, apparently no reason for it to be that high. So Dennis actually calls out an electrician, and the electrician, allegedly, uh, finds an underground power leak or suspects that there's an underground power leak. Now, what they said on the show, I don't know if this is true or not, but they said the house might have been built illegally which wow um you know building a whole entire mansion like illegally out and it's all right 
<laughs> I don't know how they got away with that, but that's I guess not they how did. I inter- yeah. Yeah. They well, said. they said it was built illegally that's and not properly connected to yeah. the grid. That's what they said on the show. I don't know what that means exactly. I'm going to tell you what I think that that means. I think what they meant is that the house was not built to code. That when they built the house, they bribed officials off to pass it, but it right. didn't pass any of the damn inspec the codes, the the, the 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 construction codes. That's probably what they're talking about. Yeah. You can't illegally build a house. That's what yeah, I was thinking. I was like, that was a weird way of putting it. Yeah. Because I'm like, people wander by and be like, uh, excuse me, yeah. what, what are What's you doing? What's that doing there? <laughs> you have to own you the land. You can't put that there. You got to hire contractors to come and build it. There's a bunch of stuff. But I think what they meant is, is that it was, it was, um, it was illegally approved. Of, in, other, right. in other words, it did not pass building inspection codes. Yeah. But they bribed everybody. To get it to pass, that's what that's what the deal. Well, I mean, clearly shitty that's construction, shitty probably shitty stuff. what was going on because yeah. it was like at the base of the mountain, and they yeah. said that like, every time it rained because it's you know Taiwan has like a big long rainy season, and they're like the water would just come down the mountain and would just like come in the house. It it, it leaked and it had shitty electrical system, and it not built to stand, not built to code. Right, but that's what they're talking about. Illegally built, that's kind of a stretch. It's not really a good way to put it. That's what I mean. It was just yeah. funny the way that they yeah. phrased it that way. Yeah. Because I was like, that would be... It takes a while to build a house. I don't think you could like no. keep it under wraps for that long, yeah, I'm no. just saying. No, and then and then pawn it off onto people. You know what I mean? Here, live here. Here, big company. Uh, here's a house. <laughs> Buy this. Yeah. Oh, that looks good. Yeah. Uh, ben says, I live in Australia. Don't talk to me about your tiny benign house spiders. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Australia has all the things that want to kill you. So, uh, so Stacy, the older daughter, is home alone a few nights later, and she uh, sees the front door. Like I said, it kind of looks like the whole front of the house is glass. I don't know what the real one looked like, but this one kind of looked. It looked like a hotel lobby or like a bank lobby or something. But she, like, the front door opens by itself, and then stays open for a few minutes and she's like what the fuck like she thought that her family had come back home or something like that but nobody was there so it just like stayed open for a few minutes and then it closed by itself again and then she's like all right fuck that noise and like runs back to her room which you know understandable so yeah so she's afraid like something bad might be going on now because of the that she suspected that the house might be haunted so she had a boyfriend whose name i think she said his name was thomas and so she just goes over his house all the time, like, just to get out of her house because it's like she does. I guess she's alone all the, uh, you know, in the house a lot. And she just, like, doesn't like to be in there because it's fucking creepy. So she goes over there all the time. But one night, I guess she was over there and then she came home. And then she's in the house by herself and she's, I put, she's making sandwich. Because I was trying to write back. I was, she's making sandwich. And she hears her name in her ear again. Like, something's in the kitchen, like fucking saying her name so she's like all right fuck this so she goes to her boyfriend's house again and tells him the whole fucking story she's like look there's all this kind of creepy shit there's some ghost like saying my name and opening doors and whatnot and i don't like it now one particular night um him and uh i guess his dad like drove them around yeah jen's making this sound real real light-hearted she was fucking terrified though uh, she, she's walking around that creepy ass house, hearing this thing behind her call her name, and she turned around and was watching her. Now I don't know what it was watching, if it was watching her undress or something, but I think that's what they were alluding to. 
There was something in there stalking her like that. And then she told her boyfriend about it. And what and, did he do about it? He was a teenage boy at high school, you know. He yeah, I mean, well, at least he was, he, like, supportive. He was trying he, to help. He, he wasn't, like, yeah. Like, There's a ghost in there? Fuck. It, yeah, he wasn't, like, rapey. whatever. It's getting rapey? Oh, shit. You know? So I was like, all right, good on yeah. you, bud. I don't know if that was, like, what the real guy was like. Maybe the real guy was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Shut up and uh, I was under the impression that it was, uh... <clears throat> It, it it had it had a uh, it had a it had a fetish for foreign women. <laughs> yeah. They wanted some foreign this girls. Is a perverted ghost. Perverted ghost. But I kind of feel like maybe they all are. They're all like yeah. watching you pee and stuff. Weirdos. Now she said it said her name perfectly, so it didn't say it with an with an accent or anything. Yeah, because I was like, why is that ghost speaking English? <laughs> yeah. Did it speak English? I don't know. I don't think she. It really only. Said, it really just only said just name. said their names. Yeah. I guess. I think it just said their names. So. But I don't see why a ghost would have to learn your language. It would probably understand what you were thinking through telepathy, and just give you, because it could it could feel and read your mind, and then just instantly make a reply in your own language. Probably it wouldn't have to learn your language. It would do it automatically. Probably. Yeah, I kind of feel like that would be pretty lame if, like, ghosts could only speak the language. Yeah, like, I can't speak the language, so I'm going to, you know, I can't haunt you, It's like, what? What? (laughs) I can't haunt you, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that would be, like, something. You hear, like, voice in your ear, it's like, what are you saying? I don't understand you. Or I would send you a telepathic message so strong you thought you heard it, and you thought you heard it and understood it in English. You know? Yeah. But the English would be generated by you, actually. That would be one way where you could do it. But yeah, so uh, so one particular night, um, they drop Stacy back off at home. Like I said, I'm pretty sure the boyfriend's dad like drove him around. So he went and dropped her off at the house, and she goes back in the house. There's nobody else home but her. And then when Thomas and the dad are like pulling out of the driveway, Thomas happens to like look back toward the house, and he sees what appears to be a woman standing on the roof of the house. Like, on the reenactment, they showed her, like, looking all ghosty and shit. But it's like, I don't know if he... They didn't have him on the show, so I don't know what he actually saw. But apparently he saw something that looked like a woman standing on the roof, and he thought it was Stacy's mom. He thought it was Candace. Like, what the fuck is she doing up there? Yeah. Because as soon as he got home, he called her... And was like, hey, you might want to go check on your mom because I saw a woman that kind of looked like your mom like standing up on the roof of the house like in her nightgown or some shit. And then it's like, maybe it's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, what was weird is that when they showed it in the episode, it didn't look like she was standing on top of the house. It looked like she was standing on top of a fence, didn't it? Or a wall. I couldn't really tell. It just yeah. kind of looked like part of the roof or something. Yeah. I thought that she was like standing up there. Now, meanwhile, like before he calls though, like while he's still on the way home... Like, Stacy goes in the house, and it's super quiet in there, and she's like, um, yeah, she doesn't think anybody's home. And then when she goes in her room, like, somebody says her name, like, in her ear again, and then she hears, like, it sounded like chittering sounds. It kind of sounded like the noises that they were using for the spiders earlier. And then there's a phone jump scare, like, the phone rings really loud, and everybody's like, oh, my God, you know what I mean? Um, but it's just her boyfriend calling, being like, hey, check on your mom, I'm pretty sure I saw her standing on the roof, which is, like, weird as fuck. She comments in the episode that it was it was bizarre that you that it could didn't she say it could open a door and walk right up to you you couldn't see it and it would say your name just out of the thin, just yeah. right out of the air and it's like it was just as plain as day 
Yeah. Yeah, she okay. said it would say a name. Well, she said that it would say her name, like, just in her ear or, yeah. like, from across the room or You're something right. like that. Yeah. Which, yeah, that would be pretty creepy. Hey. Like, yeah, if I was just, like, sitting in here and somebody said a name and said my name in my ear, yeah, yeah. I'd probably shit my pants, you know what I mean? You know, that poltergeist tried to speak that one time, but I couldn't understand what it said. It was just gibberish. That was weird. That fucking, I nearly jumped out of my skin, fucking jumped up out of the bed and ran from it. It was weird. Talk about it in the book. Zach said, does Stacy's mom got it going on? Yeah. Yeah. She, she does. Yeah, they were all cute. <laughs> no, it's, that's, that's, that's a song. They were, oh, I don't all right. Um, so, yeah. So Stacy is in the house, not sure if anybody's in there. So she keeps calling to her mom like, hey, mom, hey, mom. Like nobody, but mom doesn't answer, right? Yeah. So then she goes into mom's bedroom. It's actually like a pretty creepy sequence, you know what I mean? And she goes in there. And she's like, oh, my God, like, opens the door. But then, like, her mom's just sitting on the bed, and she's totally fine. Like, she's just sitting there in her jammies or whatever, and she's just, like, sitting there reading a book or whatever. So she's like, what the fuck, Mom? Like, didn't you hear me calling you? She's like, I've been calling you all throughout the house. But her mom said that she didn't hear her calling. So I was like, I don't know if that was, like, some kind of a paranormal thing, too, where, like, the ghost was muffling the sound or some shit. So she goes and, like, calls her boyfriend back and says, yeah, her mom's fine. You know what I mean? She's just sitting here, and she doesn't have any idea what the hell is going on. So at this point, Stacy sits down with her mom and tells her about all of the shit that she's been experiencing, the voices and the door opening and closing and all that kind of stuff. And at this point, Candace, the mom, she says, you know, somebody's been saying my name in my ear too. And mm. like, so they hadn't like been telling each other, like I said. Going after really, all the women. Right. They hadn't really been, yeah. like I said, these fucking perverted ghosts, yeah, man. They're all perverted, man. Bad enough they're perverted when they're alive and you can't even get rid of them when they're dead and you can't even fucking see them. Like I said, they're watching you pee and all kind of crap. It's just this evil spirit trying to have his way with these women. Piss off, ghosts. God and then damn. you're just this helpless dude in, in your house and you can't defend your own women against this thing. Imagine that. But th what's funny is that the husband doesn't seem to believe in it. Yeah, and it, this is another case where, like, the husband seems like, like he's never there. Yeah, he, he kind of like, well, okay. You know, that, that's, he doesn't really believe Yeah, it. I mean, they kind of, she kind of said, I don't yeah. think he necessarily disbelieved us because all of them were saying the same thing and they were all clearly very upset. Yeah. But it's like he didn't really know. Like, he wasn't there. He didn't experience anything. He couldn't like, do anything with He it. didn't really do any. He couldn't really do anything about it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he's just like, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, I got a job to do. I got I work to do. Don't, like, don't concern me with your petty little problems. I got money to make, you know what I mean? Ed Dunham from uh, Haunting in Florida, who I know him. He's on my face. He's my uh, on my friends list. Fucking met him a couple times. Talked to him on the phone. Ex-Army Ranger. He said it drove him up the fucking wall that he couldn't, couldn't defend his wife and his family against this thing. And he just saw it a couple times. Dude sitting there. On the corner of the bed, fucking, he said he looked fucking blue. He's fucking smoking a cigarette, just staring at him. And he was wet. He was like he'd like he'd been doused in water, you know, like he'd been outside or something. And he said it was a very uncomfortable feeling. I can kind of, I can kind of relate to it. But I was a kid, so I didn't feel like I had when when I saw the poltergeist thing. So I didn't feel like it was my responsibility to protect anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> But I could understand how a grown man would feel the kind of the responsibility to protect his family, but there's just no way. Well, I mean, I, we've talked about this before, but on several episodes of A Haunting, like, the yeah. guys seemed particularly upset about it because 
when they finally, because a lot of times they won't see anything for a long time, so they'll just be like, oh, would you ladies shut up? Like, what the yeah. hell are you even talking about? Like, when they, when the women try to, like, tell them what's going on, but then when they finally see it, then they, like, lose their shit. Like, they're just like, holy shit, they, like, they can't even deal with it, and then, yeah. like, the women are just like, yeah, duh, we've been telling you this the yeah. whole time, like, you just didn't listen. But then, like, they kind of, like, flip out, and I think even one of them said this directly, that it's like, well, you can't, like, you can't punch it. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of, like, the only thing they can think of to do. It's like, you can't, like, knock a, fuck, a ghost the fuck out. Well, Ed, Ed said that. Yeah, that's what I... Well, I saw somebody else yeah, on so that, yeah. a, another episode okay. said that same thing. So, so they so they don't know what to do. They're like, well, yeah. if I can't punch it, then I'm I'm out of ideas. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty much that. So, so, yeah. So, she does... So, they do, like, tell Dennis, the dad, about it. And, she, like I said, she... She said it wasn't like he thought that they were lying, but it's just that he didn't really, he hadn't experienced it, so he was just like, well, what do you want me to do? He's like, I can't really tell my boss, oh, well, we have to move out of this company house because it's haunted. It's like everyone, you know, it's, I think he was afraid, like, people were going to laugh at him or something yeah. like that. So Candace actually is like, well, all right, well, I'll take this into my own hands then. So she starts, like, researching the paranormal, and she's like, maybe... If we, like, ignore it, like, it'll go away. Because I feel like a lot of, um, like, priests and shit like that have been on a haunting have said that, too. It's like, don't give it any energy, so just kind of pretend it's not happening. Which is, you know, easier said than done, obviously. Um, so Marissa, the younger daughter, she's home alone one night. Like, mom and dad are at a neighbor's house, like, for a party or something. And Stacy is over at her boyfriend's house. Now, while Marissa is home, uh, the front door opens by itself again. Um, Marissa's in her room and she hears noises downstairs like her parents or her sister has come home because she's down there being like, hey, you guys come back. Did you forget something or some shit like that? But she goes down there and obviously nobody's there. So she gets like really freaked out and then she runs back in her room and locks herself in there. At which point the doorknob of her door, like she locks it, but it starts rattling and then the door like busts open and then something like comes in and puts white contact lenses in her eyeballs. She said it entered her. Yeah, this is what we That's were trying a, because yeah. we were sitting there watching this episode, and I'm just like, and we're like, well, does she mean that like in the biblical way, like or in a spiritual way? <laughs> and then she's acting like she's been victimized for a couple of days, you know, eating a cereal real slow, and everybody's like, it's gonna be okay. I didn't know if they were trying, and to... like she didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, I didn't know if they were trying to say that that she had been sexually assaulted. By the spirits. I mean, they used the word attacked. Yeah. On the, on the reenactment, they yeah. just had, like I said, the door rattled, then it opened by itself, and then they just showed her going, like, Pah, like that, and then, like, yeah. she came up and, like, her eyes were all white. Right. So. It was a good she, effect, but they didn't ever say that. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. So it was, like, they left it very ambiguous, like, what exactly happened. Yeah. Um, she basically said, like, the real woman, she said, she used the word something pushed her or pushed into her um and then went inside her body that's what she said yeah so i don't know if she meant like 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 a rapey kind of way or if it just like went like took over like a possession kind of way you know what i mean? think it was a rapey kind of way it said it knocked her oh she said it knocked her over knocked her over mounted her that's Which, what i think that's how i interpreted it I mean, yeah. I mean, it could mean a lot of things, but then yeah. Afterwards, was... the the way the mom was acting and the way they're showing her, you know what I mean, is that it's like it's like it raped her. 
Yeah, and they said that she really, really did not want to talk about it. Because yeah. she's just like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were kind of like, yeah. So, at this point, uh, Candace is starting to get really worried because she's like, look, this shit is, like, attacking my kids, and that's not cool. So, she calls up a journalist friend of hers who knew some, um, like, some Taoist priest because they he had been, like, writing all about that. And this is the great part. Whenever you see the Taoist priest in this, in this episode, they play the flute music. Woo-woo-woo. Yeah. Eastern flute music. Eastern spiritual flute music. Every time he comes on, it's fucking classic, man. It's That's classic. his theme song. It's classic. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. He has his own theme music yeah, yeah, when yeah. he comes in to like yeah. deal with the spiritual yeah. world. Yeah. He said, I wish I had my own theme music yeah. when I walked in somewhere. That'd be rad. But yeah, so, uh, so they bring this priest over that this other guy knows. And uh, the priest talks about, he doesn't use the term feng shui. But I'm pretty sure that's what he's talking about. Yeah, he's saying the feng shui of this house is all fucked up. Yeah, he doesn't say that, no. but I think that's what he meant. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what he meant. That's, because how, that's how a Westerner would understand it. That's what I mean. Because basically... The mojo of this house is all fucked up. Right. Well, because he's like, look, all this water that's happening yeah, in here, yeah. this is like bringing in all the negative energy. And he said, apparently, according to them, no Chinese architect would build a house like this mm-hmm. unless they wanted to curse everyone that was in it. That's what he said. Yeah. And then they had Candace, the real woman, and she took it up another notch of drama. And she's like, basically, she said, they built this house to kill us. Yeah. Is what, and I was like, let's dial that back. Yeah, yeah. Let's dial that back a notch. That's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. My, Nobody my, built this house specifically to kill you. My more rational interpretation of the testimony is this. Whoever built the house didn't know anything about feng shui. All right. right. And the priest showed up and says, oh, man, the feng shui of this house is all fucked it's like, up. oh, you know? who did this? He said, no <laughs> no Chinese feng shui artist would fucking ever make a house shaped like this. It's, it's, it's filtering the negative energy in through here and doing this, and it's just concentrating, and it's all bearing down on you. This house will fuck you up. And look, they even cheaped out on the fucking electrical system. So, well, yeah. Which doesn't have anything to do with ghosts, no, honestly. That no. really needed to but be he had a, he, you know, It's a good story. I think feng shui might have more to do with uh, just how you feel at the moment. It's probably, oh yeah, the flow. Well, yeah. because they've done tests where they had different feng shui experts come in and it's be like, and everybody every says it. something different. Yeah, Because yeah. it's like whenever... Psychics. Yeah. Well, at, well, everybody's experience is subjective. It's like, yeah. you know, I could walk in a house and be like, hey, this is pretty awesome. And like another person could walk in and be like, ooh, I don't like this. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's just like, you know, it's very subjective, like how you feel at the time. Yeah. And I kind of feel like feng shui is probably the same thing. Right. It's like, it's it's whether you vibe with the place or not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not supernatural. But yeah, he's just saying, well, no Chinese person would have built a house like this because it's like super fucked up. And, you know, it's basically was built to to kill people. I guess. So, uh, so yeah. So then he talks to them about, as we were mentioning earlier, uh, quote unquote, hungry ghosts hanging around because they still want energy and stuff from the living or they're mad that they're dead and still want to enjoy things that they enjoyed when they were alive, like food and money and whatnot. Um, so he apparently has a vision. I had a vision of two bodies buried on the property that had died a violent death death and these were the hungry ghosts in question so he basically says well we need to do a ritual because your youngest daughter marissa 
is being used by these hungry ghosts like as an energy source. That's what they said. So then, uh, like many of the priests in many of the other episodes, it's like, well, I need to like gather my strength for this. I can't just like do an exorcism thing willy nilly. I gotta go do fasting and whatever the hell it is they do. They gotta he's got, prepare. He's gotta juice up. He's gotta juice up for the shit. Yeah, power he, up. You heard that when he said that, I was like, okay, he's probably the real thing because I gotta fucking I gotta power up. That one time I wanted to show Jen the poltergeist. That took several months for phenomenon to fucking. But you out. weren't powering up on purpose, like it just. Well, I mean, I don't think you were. You weren't. Really it was. About yeah, it, I was going. I was sliding sideways with it. Okay. Yeah. You don't believe so? Well, no. I'm just saying that yeah, I didn't I, think that you I were felt like specifically like no, I felt getting it. ready for it, like the yeah. way a priest would. No, no, but y you could though. You could. Yeah, well, he's like, he's psyching himself up. So he's yeah. like, well, it's, you know, it's going to take a few days because I got some shit to do. If I were to sit there and psych myself up and get, bring in a lot of fear, like I'm terrified constantly, make myself afraid that it's going to be here, it would it would eventually come. It will start up. And then one phenomenon happens, which in, reinforces it, you know, and it goes, you saw how it was. Yeah. Once you get the ball rolling, it, it continues to, it gets easier. So uh, so they said that the priest that came in there, that he actually seemed afraid for the family. So he's like, you know, I'm going to go power up and, like, I'll be back in a few days to do the ritual and hopefully get rid of these ghosts or whatever. Now, the driver, um, Ah-Chung. Ah-Chung? Ah-Chung? Uh, it doesn't matter. So, I, I mean, I'm sure it matters to him. It's his yeah. fucking name, isn't it? Yeah, but... Um, but, yeah, the, <laughs> I'm just saying. So the driver guy... He's, he's in Taiwan. A, how do we know? He's we don't, in Taiwan. We don't know. So, um... So he's the driver. So they ask him about, well, do you know anything about this property or anything? And he said, you know, um, I heard that where this house is now, like prior to that, that there was a pig farm on this land. And the pig farm burned down and killed the couple that lived on, that lived on the farm. Um, which maybe is the whole, like, yeah, I saw two bodies type situation. And these are the hungry ghosts that are coming in there and, like, you know terrorizing and raping people and raping people which you know not cool okay just saying I'm, I, I feel bad like just blaming it on the farmers they're like look yeah, we just right. died in a fire Jesus Christ we're not raping people from beyond the grave piss off so it's that so Candace is like once they find this out she's like I really want to move like I don't want to live here anymore um, and Dennis is like, uh, yeah, well, I gotta go on a business trip. I'm not concerned about all your ghost danger. Um, you know what I mean? <laughs> I've read it really big. I'm not concerned about your ghost danger. Because we were, like, laughing about that because he was just very... He wasn't an asshole. Like, because some of the dudes, like, on this show, um, are real cunty. Like, when it comes to kind of, like... It's like what's ghosts it? and shit. They right. Can make, they can make fun of you and shit. The, right. And the, so this guy wasn't that bad, but he was just... He was pretty dismissive, though. He's like, look, I got shit to do. I don't have time to deal with this right now. Um, yeah, it's probably bad and shit like that. But, you know, I got a business trip. You just sort that shit out. It was kind of like that kind of situation. I was under the impression that he thought of, it, uh, thought of it as, like, new agey girl stuff. He doesn't have anything to do with that. That's like that. Yeah, you, you take care of the ghost. He did seem like a that's very some, doodly. Yeah, that, that's, some, that's some shit girls are into. Like, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. He's like, ooh, that has to do with, like, yeah. you know, emotions and... 
like things that aren't concrete and so yeah. he's like I'm, I am i don't have any patience for that kind of stuff but yeah he definitely did come across yeah i can't do anything about that you, like you i said he didn't that. like the real guy because yeah. he was on there so yeah. i guess he did come around to it later on because he did get interviewed for the show he seemed but, to believe something was going on there, but he didn't see it. Right, he did think something was going. Yeah. So he wasn't as bad as like some of yeah. the people that have been on there. That like, but he did seem very, very straight laced, and he did seem very like, um, be, I don't know. It's like he didn't know what to do. It's like I don't know how to deal with anything that's not this kind of thing. You know, business that's not very yeah, straightforward. He's, yeah. he's just like very, he was a very suit, much, you know. Yeah, he yeah he came across very much yeah. like that. So he's on a business trip, so mom and the girls are in the house by themselves. Uh, they start all sleeping in the same room uh, with a knife and a bat and all that other kind of stuff, which I don't know how useful that would be against a ghost. But, I don't you know, blame her. I don't but, blame I don't, her. but I don't blame her. Cause Just what, make you feel better. Yeah, what the fuck else are you going to do, right? Yeah. Because that's what I was thinking. Did that in a bad house. Fucking sleep in my Somebody fucking... Knock that ghost block off. Pow. Sleep in my fucking <laughs> Ruger GP100 fucking in my hand. Afraid that thing was gonna fucking come get me. It never did, though. It wasn't just me. Would you have tried to shoot the ghost if it came at you? Yeah. Oh yeah. I wonder what would happen. It just you went through you, it. You might have just made it mad. Well, the, the sound and the noise and everything would have made me feel better. Yeah. You know what I mean? That well, I would I take kinda, an action. Yeah, I kind of feel like kinda that's like the situation. Kind of like a holy totem or something, like putting yeah. up a cross just to make you feel better. Right. Yeah, it might not do jack shit. No. It probably won't. But Focus your psychic force at the thing. <laughs> Fuck off me. Fuck off me, bitch. And it'll probably go away because you're believing in it, you know? You're believing that it's going to go yeah, away. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Right. So, uh, so, yeah. So then the show does a little bit. This is a little bit of a cheat, I feel like. But they do this a lot on the show. So they have this whole setup. They're all sleeping in the same bed. Like when they got the knife and the bat and all that other kind of stuff. And then they're in the mom's bedroom and the doorknob starts rattling and like they hear the floor creaking like there's somebody outside in the hall like trying to get into the room. So, uh, you know, the girls wake up and are like, mom, that's like there's somebody outside. She's like, yeah, I hear it. So she grabs the fucking butcher knife and she's like, I'm going to take care of this fucking situation. So she goes over the door very, very, very slowly. And then she opens the door real quick and it's dad but she stabs him in the fucking stomach. Like, pow! And I was just like, holy shit! And then, like, they show that it was a dream that one of the girls was having. Like, so the girl, I think it was, like, Marissa, the younger one, and she woke up and she was like, oh my god, like, I dreamed that you killed dad and all this other kind of stuff. And I was like, okay. But yeah, so that was, like, a little bit, that was a little bit of a cheat, like I said. (laughs) Because I even wrote down, psych, it's a dream. So, uh, so Dennis doesn't get stabbed. But, you know, somebody, one of the girls dreamed that mom stabbed dad so might have been some other issues going on there so dennis comes home and he uh agrees to have the priest come and do the whole thing so this also kind of made me laugh because the mom and dad are sleeping i don't know what time it was supposed to be but they were both asleep so i'm assuming it was like you know midnight or something phone rings and they're all like waking up they're like what the fuck and it's like the priest I gotta come over and do the shit right now. Like, I guess he's yeah. at maximum power up. I'm he's like, maximum power. I'm like, bitch, are you calling me at two o'clock in the morning to come exercise my house? Right? Can you wait till the morning? I'll even make you some bacon. Come on. So now I gotta blow this wad right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? I was like, that's very obnoxious. Ready. Don't be like calling yeah. people in the middle of the. I don't care if there is a haunting. Yeah. Don't be calling me at two in the fucking morning. And say, oh, I have to do it right now. No, you don't. You don't. Well, he had done something else, didn't he? Have some kind. He had some other, some other paranormal. Not some other occult thing had happened 
and he was coming off of a fucking high. Isn't that what it was? It was a funeral. A funeral had happened. He had done a funeral so, earlier that day yeah. for like a very powerful individual. So right. he was feeling all the good mojo from yeah. that. And he's like, okay, well, all the good mojo is built up. So I have to come over like right now. And right. I'd be like, I think I'd be a little upset if somebody called me at two in the morning and said that. I was like, I don't think so, man. You had to go in there with maximum positivity. <laughs> this is a good part of the episode, though, man. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. There and it's you... a fun episode. I was just, yeah. that that occurred to me. I was like, yeah, you don't ever call me in the middle of the night unless somebody's dead. Yeah. Seriously. That's fucked up. He goes in there and does his, does the, they do the Far East music and everything, and he's dispelling the evil and driving it out. Uh, he's in his uh, Taoist priest outfit. You know, it, it's pretty slick. They're, they're, they're observing the whole family, including the guy, observes some paranormal some paranormal phenomenon, lights dimming and stuff while he was walking into rooms and no, it sounded legit to me, man. I like I wish I was there to see it. Yeah, I mean the priest comes over and he's basically like, Okay, well, we're gonna do the thing and yeah. he's like, We have to open all the doors like to give the spirits free movement or whatever. Yeah. And then he brings food and money and all that kind of stuff. I think he actually did bring a pineapple. There was one in the box. That's why I was laughing at it. Like, bring the ghost a pineapple. Yeah. But, you know, well, pine- pineapples They're are good. good. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, that's that's fair. Um, you know, and he, he lights incense and stuff. And like I said, yeah, he said he'd had, like, a funeral for the guy earlier. And that was, like, yeah. all that. Um, so at this point, like I said, there had to have been some kind of like paranormal activity because the dad who didn't believe in this shit before, he actually did allow himself to be interviewed like on the show, the real guy. So, and he said there was definitely like some shit going on, like when the priest was doing the ritual, like things, they said that shit started like moving around. Yeah. They didn't give any details, did he? Well, they basically said, well, their hair was blowing and their clothes were blowing. I was like, well, I, was that because windows all the doors. windows and doors were open? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, it could have been be that. Um, but they said they felt like things were moving through them, maybe. I think, like, one of them said that. They said the lights would dim when he would walk into a room. Yeah, they said it was very physical, whatever yeah. it was that happened. That was pretty much all they said. Um, and at this point, like, the priest tells Stacy, the 16-year-old, um, you have to take these offerings, like the food and money and stuff, out to this grave site where supposedly these two bodies are buried, out in the backyard. And she's like, why the fuck I gotta do that? And she's yeah. like, no, you just have to do it. That's just the rules. Yeah. Um, you know, just be brave. Don't be a pussy. Like, go out there and do it, right? So yeah. take the basket out there. She's in her jammies and everything. So she takes this basket outside... <laughs> And she hears somebody calling her name, like, from all around, like, in the woods and stuff. And she's just like, uh, here goes, bye. And then she, like, runs back in the fucking house, you know what I mean? Puts the basket there. Now, the priest, like, they said he went to every room and he, like, prayed in each corner of every room. And the lights dimmed, like you said, like, every time that he went into the room and, like, did his thing. Um... And then, like, at this point, like, the dad, Dennis, he was like, well, we thought that the priest came in and did and did the thing, and then it was going to be over, and it's like, oh, yay, we can, like, live in the house and it'll be normal now. But then the priest tells them, it's like, oh, well, this should hold you over for two or three months. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I would still advise moving the fuck out of here because this is, like, not a good situation. Yeah, yeah so we can live here now, right? Oh, no. No, no. 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 I, just <laughs> bought you some, I just bought you some time. You got to go. Yeah, he's like, yeah. this is not a good place to stay. Yeah. Um, you probably, he's like, it'll probably be better for a couple months, but I would advise getting out of here, which, you know, fair enough. Um, so yeah, I find all this stuff interesting. First of all, the the claims of the case are not all that extraordinary. There isn't any real fucking outlandish reports of 
of fucking um, you no, know, phenomenon. Nobody it's, saw any demons. Nobody, nobody saw, saw any anything none of that. like that. No. They did see physical phenomena of the fucking lights dimming. Uh, they reported fucking sexual assaults, I guess. Um, voices. And in the end, the um, the Taoist priest didn't didn't come in as the hero to tr- to prove the validity of the church per, per se, like he, like in a lot of the other stories. He's like, no, no, you got to go. Yeah, you know, I feel like I, I bought you some time. You know, you're you're kind of in good standing with them for right now, but that should wear off. You got to go. Which that kind of ma- that kind of matches up with what I would what I would say be more likely having dealt with shit, shit like this before. No real permanent solutions. Things kind of fade away, but that was a bad house. You couldn't stay there. If what they're saying is true, wishing it away or praying it away wouldn't, wouldn't work. You're dealing with something that's got an amazing willpower. You know, and it's in another dimension. So you're not well, going to be able to I talk liked it that away. the priest was very realistic about yeah. that. Yeah. He's basically like, well, I didn't fix it. Yeah, I just bought you some time. But I vacated it for a while. He's like, I, I think you should get out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because it's like it's not good. Yeah. So uh so yeah, and apparently the family did take it seriously because they said as soon as Stacy graduated from high school, um, the mom and the daughters moved out. I don't know. They didn't really say if the dad stayed. Yeah, they they allude they they basically make you think that he stayed there. I mean, I thought that was the implication because they just much... said the mom and the daughters moved out. But it, he wouldn't have been there for very long. I think what was it, six months. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah. So maybe he found another place like afterward. I don't know if he remained like living in Taiwan because or it was a company like house. They didn't have to pay rent there probably. Yeah, it just had to pay utilities, and it was like a thousand a month for the electricity that one month. That might have been because water was leaking and it was shorting out into the into the ground or you know yeah so when it was dry that probably didn't happen because it evidently wasn't wired right so um no I, I, I was left with the impression that they left and he stayed there for about another six months yeah until maybe whatever until like his they job could, was over was until done. his job was over until they could get him like more accom- different accommodations yeah. or something like well, that I think he went back home didn't they say he went back home I think his job was over it was like a contract I don't know that's if they said that though. But like okay. I said, he had they hadn't come from the US. They came from Tokyo. Yeah. They had lived in Tokyo prior. But they went back to the US. Yeah. I think well yeah. the yeah, the mom and the daughters yeah. did for sure. But it's like I was assuming that they were still like married or whatever because they were all on the show. Like it wasn't yeah. like you know what I mean? I was left with the impression that she said that he would have to be there about six months. And then they would it would meet up with them later. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember them saying that, but, I mean, they might have, but I didn't write it down. Okay. And usually, if they'd have said that, I probably would have written it down. Because I remember, I was like, that dude stayed there by himself, but he didn't seem to have anything to report. But they they had the ritual, so maybe that got rid of it for a while. Yeah, and he was just like, oh, it's totally normal in here, and then he moved out, and nobody said anything about it. And like I said, there's not really any uh i couldn't really find any outside supplemental material about this case so it's not like somebody else moved into that house later and was like holy shit there's like fucking ghosts and tarantulas and shit like all over the place you know what i mean ghost tarantulas even maybe (laughs) so i don't really know but yeah so uh yeah so this was a fun episode i think this was the reason that i always liked this episode was because so many of the episodes you know are good but a lot of them are very samey and this was kind of one of the very few that was set in a different 
culture with like a different mythology and like a different way of coming at it. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool that, and I kind of wish they had done that more to be honest with you. They did do it like, they yeah. did do it more like on later episodes, but then they just got, it just got silly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this one was, but they run, they run, they're running out of cases. The cases are right. Really, so now they're really, just kind of having to scraping the bottom of the barrel with uh, cases. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I guess we've been going for an hour and 22 minutes. Yep. So I guess we better wrap it up because I got to start my job tomorrow. Yeah. So I got to get up real early. You want to get up more? Probably a uh, quarter to six, I okay. imagine. All right. Because I probably have to leave here about quarter to seven. All right. So, so I can get there in time. So we are actually going to do a movie review tomorrow, and it's going to be Gattaca because yeah. we watched Gattaca yep. last night. Great flick. But I it's seen it, see it. yeah, but it's going to be later. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe seven seven thirty, yeah. something like that. Because I probably won't be home until six something. Gattaca, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman and Jude Law. Yeah, it's a good science fiction movie. From the 90s. I had forgotten how yeah. old that movie classy was. Classy science fiction movie. It is very classy. Yep. But yeah, so we'll be talking about that tomorrow. But like I said, it'll be later than usual because I won't be uh, I won't be home in time to do it. So it'll probably be like much later in the evening. But we are still going to do it and we already watched it and I already got notes for it and everything like that. So hopefully you'll be able to drop by and see us uh, for that. Thank you, everybody, for dropping by today. Remember to like and share and do all that kind of stuff because uh, it helps with the little YouTube algorithm. And we will see you guys again tomorrow night. Good night.